Welcome back. I'm happy that you've chosen to be with me today. We're talking about questions we want answered. And today, I'm going to answer from God's Word the question, what happens when we die? What happens when this body no longer has breath in it and this life here on earth is over? And it's important for us to know and it's important for us to be prepared to die. You see, many people prepare for vacations and trips and even their retirement, but don't prepare for eternity, don't prepare to die. In the book of Job, the writer there had several questions and comments and statements that he made that relate to what we're talking about here in the 14th chapter of the book of Job. And in verse number 10, Job said, but a man dies and is laid low. He breathes his last and is no more. So what Job is saying is death is going to happen to us all. Every person dies. Death is the best advertised fact in the universe. I mean, every cemetery, every funeral home, every newspaper that prints the names of those who've died, and on and on and on. Every day we hear about somebody of importance who dies. Actress Betty Davis, who some years ago was an acclaimed actress, said on the Today Show, I'm really curious about how I will go and what will happen, but my friends don't like for me to talk about it. They don't talk about it. They say, we don't want to hear about it. You see, the taboo word and the taboo subject in our world today is death. A century ago, it was sex. People just didn't want to talk publicly about sex. Today, there's no problem talking about that. But the word of taboo and and the, the, the topic of taboo in our day is death. Nobody wants to talk about death. But everybody dies. It's something we need to talk about. The rich die, the poor die, the famous die, the ordinary people die. The moment you're born, you're old enough to die. You see, there's no age requirement on death. There's an age requirement to go to school. Yeah, I think you have to be six years old. There's an age requirement on getting a driver's license. You have to be 16. There's an age requirement on voting. It's either 18 or 21, depending on the state. But there's no age requirement on death. Alexander the Great, who conquered the worlds of his day, said, I've given time and thought to everything but death, and that's the most important thing I I could have considered. You see, death is a reality. You are going to die. So just spend a little time. I don't want it to be morbid. I don't want it to be something that's crazy. I just simply want us all to know, yes, I am going to die, but I'm prepared to do whatever is necessary to get my life ready for the future and for what God wants so I can live fully here. You see, you're not prepared to live until you're really prepared to die. We all have such an appointment. I heard a I heard a story one time, it's a legend about a fable, it's a fable really, about a Baghdad merchant who sent his servant to the marketplace to run an errand. When the servant had completed his assignment and was about to leave the marketplace, he turned a corner and unexpectedly met Lady Death. The look on her face so frightened him that he left the marketplace and hurried home. He told his master what had happened and requested his fastest horse so that he could get as far away from Lady Death as possible, a horse that would take him all the way to Samaria before nightfall. Later that same afternoon, the merchant himself went to the marketplace and met Lady Death. 
Why did you startle my servant this morning, he asked. I didn't intend to startle your servant. It was I was who was startled, said Lady Death. I was surprised to see your, your servant in Baghdad this morning because I had an appointment with him in Samira tonight to die. You see, we all have an appointment. The Bible said it's un, every man has an appointment to die in Hebrews chapter 9, 27. It's appointed for man once to die, and after that comes the judgment. So Job's first statement is face up to the fact and do something about, make preparations about it. In that same 14th chapter of Job, Job asks a question in verse 14. If someone dies, will they live again? That's an important question. Is there life after death? Now, some people say no. Some people say there's no life after death. This is it. You just live, you die, that's it. Aristotle said death is a dreadful thing for it is the end. There's a Chinese cemetery that has over it the end of the journey. But we who are Christians believe that there is life after death. And even some people who aren't Christians believe that. Written in our very fabric is the sense of immortality. Written in every civilization's history is the sense of immortality. You can go back through history and read every civilization some had weird concepts of laughter life, but they all had concepts that man was made for something more than just living here. That life here is incomplete and unfinished. There has to be something after this. Wrongs need to be made right, and things need to be set straight. The supreme proof of life after death is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, because I live, you can also live. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Jesus is the king of kings and Lord of lords. And one day when Jesus died on the cross, he faced death. Job called death the king of terrors. And it is for many people a terror. But when the king of terrors death met Jesus, the king of kings on the cross, and they, they fought it out, Jesus Christ died and as his head hung down in death, it looked as though the king of terrors had won again and that he was the victor. But it wasn't so because Jesus rose again the third day. And as the king of kings, he conquered death and everything about it. And so it's important for us to know that and believe that because it is absolutely true. Since there is life after death, the question is, where will I spend eternity? Now, you're going to live forever that's what the Bible teaches. That's what I believe. That's what I believe is correct. You have two choices. You can spend eternity with God in heaven, or you can spend eternity separated from God in hell. There's an idea of universalism today that says everybody is going to be in heaven. But are there's also the idea that some people are not quite ready for heaven, so they go to an intermediate place where they prepare to go to heaven and eventually get there when they get, get all the bad worked out and the good worked in. And that's not true either. One guy told me one time, he said, I just plan to slip into heaven with the crowd. Well, nobody's going to slip into heaven. The Bible says your name has to be written down in the book of life, which simply means God has a record. He doesn't have to write it down. He knows everything, but he has a record that says those who've trusted Christ. In fact, the Bible doesn't say the crowd's headed for heaven. Jesus said in Matthew seven thirteen, enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many are going through it. 
but small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life and only a few find it. Jesus is the gate. and When we put our trust in him, we're on our way to heaven. Now we'll talk some more about that tomorrow. Just make sure that you're prepared to live because you're prepared to die and your faith is in Christ. God bless you. Have a great day.